greetings. Welcome to Sunday's Wisdom, the sermon podcast of St. John's United Church of Christ. We are in beautiful Maslin, Ohio. At St. John's UCC, we are a community of all walks of life. Women, men, sons, daughters, one-parent and two-parent families, grandparents, children, and friends. We are diverse in gender, age, sexual orientation, socioeconomic status, abilities, and ethnicity. But most importantly, we are a community that really care about one another and strive to show our love for God and love of neighbor as best we can. We are dedicated to spreading the teachings of Jesus Christ, and our goal is to inspire you through the holiness of our dwelling and our services and in all that we do. We invite you to become part of our growing congregation and look forward to getting to know you. Our mission is to be a beacon of faith where God leads us in fellowship, learning, and in serving the community. Our bridge minister at St. John's United Church of Christ is the Reverend David Oliver Kling. We call him Pastor Oliver. Thank you for listening to our Sunday morning message. The last verse from the reading from 1 Samuel chapter 17 is verse 50 and reads, So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, without a sword in his hand. He struck down the Philistine and killed him. The story of David and Goliath is a well-known biblical story from the Hebrew Bible or Old Testament, specifically from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 17. It is a tale of courage, faith, and the triumph of the underdog. The story goes like this. In ancient Israel, There was a conflict between the Israelites and the Philistines. The Philistines had a champion warrior named Goliath, who was an imposing figure of great stature and strength. Goliath challenged the Israelites to send out a champion of their own to fight him in single combat. He proposed that if the Israelite champion defeated him, the Philistines would become servants to the Israelites. But if he defeated the Israelite champion, the Israelites would become servants to the Philistines. The Israelites were terrified of Goliath. No one was willing to face him in battle. However, a young shepherd named David, who was the youngest son of Jesse from the town of Bethlehem, stepped forward. He had been anointed by the prophet Samuel as the future king of Israel, but at this point, he was not yet a prominent figure. David was not a trained warrior, but he had faith in God and confidence in his skills as a shepherd. He refused to wear the heavy armor that King Saul offered him, and instead chose to face Goliath with his simple slingshot and a few smooth stones from a nearby stream. As the story goes, David approached Goliath, who taunted and mocked him. David, undaunted, placed a stone in his slingshot, and with a single shot, struck Goliath in the forehead, causing the giant to fall to the ground dead. David then took Goliath's sword and beheaded him. This victory by the young and seemingly insignificant David over the mighty Goliath was seen as a miraculous and inspiring event. It symbolizes the idea that faith, courage, and trust in God can enable an individual to overcome insurmountable odds. David's triumph established his reputation and ultimately led to his becoming a celebrated figure in Israel's history and eventually its king. The story of David and Goliath has been retold and referenced in various forms throughout literature, art, and popular culture as a symbol of bravery in the face of adversity and the triumph of the weak over the strong. What does this story, the story of David and Goliath, say to us today? Each of us has a Goliath or two or three in our lives. Each of us has giants looming over us threatening our harmony and our serenity. Each of us has struggles, challenges, and obstacles we need to address and overcome. 
The giants we face do not carry a sword and shield. They carry weapons of financial difficulty, health concerns, loneliness, abandonment, alienation, depression, and abuse. These giants profoundly infiltrate our lives and try to wreak havoc. These giants bring bills we cannot afford, habits we cannot break, conflicts we cannot escape, a past we cannot shake off, and a future that can be scary. We recognize the battle cry of Goliath in our lives, and it's a depressing feeling when it is our first thought in the morning and our last thought at night, the havoc that our Goliaths are inflicting upon us. So what do we do? So many giants looming over us. Like David, we need to collect our stones, put them in our sling, and use them to defeat our Goliaths. Our first stone is identifying our giants. In the work I did in hospice, for the past 10 years, I often met with people who didn't want to identify their giants. I remember once I was visiting with a patient, and for an hour, she kept talking politics. Her views were very different from my own, but I didn't share my views with her. I just listened. For an hour, she complained about how the liberals were destroying our country. I could hear a tinge of racism in her words, but I listened. There was an opportunity in our time together where the conversation could be moved away from politics to her giant, that she was dying of cancer, and the havoc that cancer had done to her life and body. It wasn't the liberals who were the problem. It was cancer. Once we named it, and she opened up about her illness and how she felt about it, the visit took a very different trajectory. We often externalize how we feel about things because going deep into our soul and going to battle with our giants is not comfortable. It is easier to rattle on about politics and how the world is coming to an end than to address the real struggles going on within us. The first stone in dealing with our Goliaths is to identify them. When David went up against Goliath, he knew exactly who he, who he was going up against. He knew he was no match physically for the massive Goliath, but he was ready. As scripture tells us in 1 Samuel 17, verse 32-33, David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. David knew that Goliath was a warrior, and that he was not a warrior in the same league, but he had perspective. Which brings us to the second stone in battling the giants in our lives. The second stone is to get a proper perspective. Remember last week's scripture. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. The Goliaths in our lives cause us a lot of anxiety, especially when we haven't fully identified them. Once we identify them, perspective is next. Reflect on those giants, those struggles you have. Once you identify the source of your anxiety, it is easier to evaluate its influence and impact upon your life. As 1 Samuel 17 continues with verses 34 through 37. But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, because he has defiled the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. David knew that he wasn't a warrior like Goliath was a warrior, but his faith fueled him, and he knew 
what he was capable of doing. He knew that he had fought obstacles before, lions and bears, and had defeated them. Everyone felt like David was no match for Goliath. But David had defended his sheep before, and finding Goliath was doing what he had always done. Each of us has fought giants in our lives since we were children. The giants change. What were once almost impossible giants to defeat when we were young are nothing for us now. Our giants, our obstacles change over time. We have to change too in order to overcome the new giants that come into our lives. This is why it is important to identify our obstacles and challenges and feelings and difficulties. Once we can name them, we can then look at them in relation to the rest of our lives. Again, in the work I did with hospice, I had a patient who was only about nine years older than I am. He was dying of cancer and could no longer live alone. He had identified the Goliath in his life, the cancer in his body. When I visited him the first couple of times, I mentioned that his cancer was only going to get worse, and I affirmed what he had already accepted, that it was a horrible disease. Together, we identified the powerlessness he felt against his illness, and towards the end of our conversation, he thanked me for not saying it will be okay, like everyone else was telling him. He knew it wasn't going to be okay. He knew that it was going to get worse, and he appreciated someone telling him the reality he lived with and not placating him. The irony of the story is once he put it into perspective and acknowledged the situation, he was able to better navigate his feelings around it and was able to find some solace and peace in a very sad situation. He died with his family at his side, and while the cancer took his life, it didn't defeat him. He had to confront the cancer and tell it, You can take my life, but you will not take my soul. This brings me to the next stone we need to arm ourselves in fighting our Goliaths. Our third and final stone is to speak to our giants. When the struggles in our lives are other people, this stone seems easy. We talk to them and address the issue. It usually isn't that simple. In August of 2013, I finished a year-long residency and chaplaincy. I had moved to West Virginia in 2012 to start the residency at St. Mary's Medical Center, and by August 2013, I finished and did not yet have a job. So I moved back to Springfield, Ohio and lived with my mother and sent out resumes every single day. I had several phone interviews and even drove out to Texas and interviewed at four different prisons since I had considered prison chaplaincy. I was struggling with unemployment. This struggle sometimes meant I could get snappy and wasn't always pleasant to be around. It affected me, but I was working hard to overcome it. Since I was living with my mother, I made a promise to her that I would communicate with her whenever I had a problem or a conflict, instead of allowing the conflict to fester and build up. She said she would do the same. It made sense, but I only lived with her for three months because I finally, in December of 2013, was able to move up to Stark County and become a hospice chaplain. That is how I ended up in Maslin, Ohio. When I had made that promise to my mother to communicate with her about any conflict or issue instead of allowing it to fester and build up, she took that commitment to heart. A year or so later, probably in 2014, my aunt, my mother's sister, was traveling to Ohio with her husband. My aunt told my mother that she was going to stop by and see her after their sojourn to Ohio was complete on their way to the airport to travel back to Texas, where she had been living since the early 1980s. My mother was hurt because her sister was going to be in Ohio for a couple of weeks and had only set aside a couple of hours to visit with her. Instead of calling me up and venting about feelings, uh, being sad about her sister, not making her a priority, she spoke directly to her sister and told her, I was hoping we could spend more time together. Her sister was surprised. She responded, I didn't think you wanted to spend 
a lot of time with us. I was just respecting what I thought you wanted. Of course, my mother said, no, I want to see you. So my aunt and her husband spent a week in Springfield with my mother before moving on to see his family for a week. They had a great time because she communicated and identified her Goliath. When we are bombarded with feelings on things, it is easy to talk to everyone else about those feelings than to address it head on. As 1 Samuel 17 verses 45 through 50 states, David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, without a sword in his hand, He struck down the Philistine and killed him. As David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him, we too should address our Goliaths. Face them with faith and conviction. Remember last week's sermon, where I talked about the passage from Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts in your minds, in Christ Jesus. Later in the epistle to the Philippines, we have one of the readings for today, verses 12 through 13. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. We can overcome our Goliaths because God gives us strength. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, as you gave David the strength and courage to overcome Goliath, help us in battling the giants within our lives. Help us in overcoming obstacles. Teach us to fight for justice and to love all people. Protect us and sustain us. and Be with us in times of joy and sorrow. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Sunday's Wisdom, the sermon podcast of St. John's United Church of Christ in Maslin, Ohio. Please subscribe and check us out online at st-johns-ucc.org.